welcome back to the Some Sort of Miracle podcast. And today we are starting our Advent uh, episodes, which we're really excited about doing. And we've taken a really original idea um, for these podcasts where we are going to talk about four different topics over the four Sundays of Advent. And those topics are going to be hope, love, (laughs) joy and peace. And we are very confident in the order. Um, We're really not. (laughs) We may get this completely wrong. And if we do, let us know. I Googled this and I found a number of different um, orders. And Claire was saying the same um, when we were just chatting now. And we couldn't quite figure out which way they went. But we're going to do our very best. And we hope that it ties up in some way with your Advent season. And we hope that you find it helpful. Um, So we're going to start today by talking about the topic of hope. So I haven't introduced who's with me yet. So to joining us today is Nick. Hello. Claire. Hey. Paul. Hello. And for the first time ever to the podcast, my wife, Sophie. Hello. Hooray. <laughs> Hello. So Sophie, um, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you here. Um, it'd be really cool if you could just do a little introduction of who you are and what you do for the listener so that people can yeah, get acquainted with who you are. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Sophie. I am fortunately or unfortunately married to Ed and um, I work for the Salvation Army in a few different capacities. Um, I do some administration um, for a number of different corps in the kind of Yorkshire North and Tees division for those of you with that terminology. Um, And I also uh, join Ed in doing a kind of pioneer internship at Bramley Salvation Army in Leeds um, where we join as part of the Church of Connect at Copper Beach, which I'm sure he's mentioned all of already. Yes. Yeah, I think if you listen back over the episodes, I've spilled all the beans on Connect at Copper Beach. Uh, so yeah, there's plenty of places to find information, further information about that. But uh, yeah, so really excited to have you on with us, Sophie. Um, we're Yeah, we're talking today about the topic of hope. And with each of these topics, we are going to frame the discussion with a starting question that will probably be referred back to throughout each discussion. And that question is, where do you see hope in the christmas story and um it's it's quite a broad question but i i felt that there's so many different areas of which we can see hope in the different characters involved in the christmas story or our experience of um christmas and uh, yeah experiencing christian among christmas amongst community at church or in other places and just in our discussion before this we've already come up with quite a few questions so we're excited to see where this goes um, so yeah, what, how do we feel about this topic, everyone? And I, I, when when I ask that question, where do you see hope in the Christmas story? Is there anything that immediately jumps to mind? I think for me, that the hope is the Christmas story. I think we mentioned that in um, in the previous episode when we were talking about our favourite bits of the Bible. The the whole premise and the whole thread that, that weaves through the story is the, the promise of hope or the deliverance of of hope, depending on which side of it you're at so it's yeah it it, it pins the whole thing together for me mm. i don't know what you guys think yeah i think hope is a really fundamental part of um, why the christmas story is important and god sending his his son and himself if you listen back to the trinity episode um <laughs> to to sort of be be with us and and encourage us along along the way i guess and that's that's a really important part of it, and that I think that brings hope to people. And 
think that forms a, a fundamental part of who we are intrinsically as well, not just um, in having that hook um, displayed, uh, as Nick explained, but in being able to hook for something, to be able to have a hook in something, to, to give you the, the possibility that hook is out there to be hooked in, if that makes sense. Mm. One of the things that I love about the Christmas story is and how hope comes through in the different characters and how you see the different characters who are present or came to see Jesus. And actually that hope is for everyone, not, not just the people who you would expect to be there, not just those who were kind of deemed worthy enough, but those people who perhaps had very little hope in anything else. Think about the shepherds who were excluded Think about the wise men who were who were seeking it from a different culture and Mary and Joseph themselves and in terms of their lifestyle and how they perceived their life to play out. Suddenly this new hope became present in in their lives. And there's kind of that offer for us today that wherever we find ourselves, whoever we are, whatever it is that might hold us back from having that hope. Um, that's what we can find in that Christmas story. Mm. Thanks for that. And I think actually, Claire, you have got our first question as well, which is also our second question, if you count the the other question <laughs> I already asked, but the first qu proper question. <laughs> so I always think it's interesting in terms of when we sing Christmas carols, how I find that so many of them, the words don't necessarily make sense if we if we sit and mm. about it. But there's one line from the carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem, which really inspires me, but challenges me to work out what does it actually mean? And it says, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. And I want, I'm wondering what that means in reality for us. Yeah, I'd never thought about that. I'd, I've sung it so many times. <laughs> it's, it sounds very pretty, but actually you put a spotlight on it. It's, it's tricky, isn't it? There's a lot going on in that line. It is a really interesting one. And naturally, as is my role in the group, I Googled the answer. Um, in Google. And I found some really interesting things and there wasn't a definition that I can just reel off this time to answer that. Um, but there's a lot of people who've got different thoughts about what that represents and what mm. the, the writer sort of represented it as. Um, so I'm just going to go through a couple and see what you guys think of the answers, I guess. Good. Um, so hope and fear um, coming from, at the time, the, Jew, the, the Jewish people um, would give offerings um, as a sacrifice to God and their hope and fear that that would be met by God and accepted. Um, so the, the idea of a sacrifice coming to earth um, and being met physically. Um, then there's another one that's 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Um, and the idea of all our hopes and fears um, being met by the physical presence of God on earth um, and being sort of meat being the physical word um, and sort of bringing a physical aspect to God's presence in our lives. Um, and then the, ne the next one's kind of a similar one. It's hopes and fears colliding um, in a reflection of the infinite becoming human. So hopes and fears being like polar opposites coming together in a physical form um which again links back to our trinity and incarnation uh, confusion i guess, guess but yeah. um but they were the three sort of main themes that i found when doing a little bit of research so i don't know what you guys think of those 
You just run us through them again, Paul. Yeah, so hope, hope and fear from um, the Jewish people about offerings and God meeting that offering hmm. with his physical presence being the perfect sacrifice. Um, cast all your anxiety in him so that, the, uh, so that we personally put our hopes and fears to God and God meets our hopes and fears with Jesus. Um, and hopes and fears being like polar opposites. So the infinite and the human elements of God sort of mirroring our hopes and our fears. Yeah, I like, I, I, like, I think when going back to Sophie, what you said straight away about hope being like intrinsically human, I think that it it is the most it's the most human part of the Bible because you, you can't hope without a small amount of doubt. Mm. There has to be doubt for hope to be there because without without that, it's not it's just knowing, isn't it? So what you said for the first one paul and i you know, i've made you read it twice and i still can't remember what you said the hopes and fear oh the fear yeah the fear being that it might not it, it might not but the hope that it might hmm. I, I really like that because that, that and tying that into the christmas story like the hopes of a fulfilled prophecy but then the the perhaps fear that it might not um it's easy for us to look now with um retrospectively and say well we we know or affirm that, that jesus is a son of god but at the time there's there's that element of fear that you know is this is this right is this the guy or is this just another nobody um but that that was the one thing that stood out for me when i was thinking about hope is that it doesn't exist without doubt and i think there's something really like really beautiful in mm. that yeah i love that idea that there is that that link there between hope and fear that they are kind of they're they're different sides of the same coin in in a sense or um where fear is like hope's shadow i don't know um where they like like you say where if you hope for something it can't be a certain thing in your head that it's it's happening otherwise you just know it is happening but and yet we are we are um we we talk so much about hope and hope is such a central thing so there has to be room for doubt there has to be room for fear um yeah i i like that as well i've kind of just repeated what you said there but i I like it so i was processing it (laughs) (laughs) it kind of it makes it okay for the fear as well it's there's an acceptance that you know that's it's all right that that's okay and i think that's really that's really nice particularly when you come to the we're looking at the, the beginning of the life of jesus right from the start is that element of it's all right not to doubt you know it's all right to think maybe not and that goes for me all the way through, I guess, Christian life or mm. faith or whatever you want to term it. That there's an element there, and that's that's fine. That's okay. That's that's part of the story. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's sort of mirrored in the the sending of Jesus in that. Um, like, so the second the second point that I made there was um, about the hopes and fears being met by the coming of Jesus. Like, God's listened to our hope and seeing that it comes with fear as well because we don't quite know um so he sends jesus as a as an answer if you like um and to to inspire the hope side Mm. i like the bit about obviously of all the years and recognizing that the hopes and the fears of the people who were there at that first christmas and the hopes and the fears that we have somehow something that happened two thousand years ago our hopes and fears living in West Yorkshire in 2020, mm. they are met in the birth of Christ 
2,000 years ago. However crazy that is. That's really profound, isn't it? It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, massively. I also like that they they frame they they frame that that hopes and fears all being met in the person of Jesus at his birth, and often I think we reduce, you know, the life of Christ as to just he he came and he died, and we we skip we skip everything <laughs> in between because the death is the in the important bit. But um, yeah, I, I like there that actually at this point in the story we're talking about Jesus just coming to earth. He's he is you know a baby at this point and yet we use that phrase hopes and fears of all the years met in thee tonight um yeah that that raises all sorts of other questions for me about what what what's the important bit of jesus life or was it was it all wrapped in one or or is the birth as important as the death or i don't know that's a i don't know if you want to dive into that question or not <laughs> i mean you wouldn't it's a big it's a big conversation isn't it it is yeah. <laughs> sorry sorry no, I was just going to say, I mean, you can't have the death without the birth. The, mm. the, the one is inseparable from the other. So Jesus coming and being born, being the culmination of all these hopes and fears, and yet there's still so much more to be done. There's so much more to come. And so many more hopes and fears that will be met in Jesus every single day and, mm. until the end of time, I guess. Mm. And like if you took into the, the the middle bit, like the life of Jesus as well, when you're looking at his ministry and like the personal impact he has through the characters that you see throughout throughout the Bible, like there's there's just so many that have a really personal um change or have a really personal encounter with Jesus. So that's uh, that's the middle bit again, mm. which I think is often skipped out when we look mm. at the birth and the death, but that the, the actual ministry itself is is equally important i think and i when we talk about the relationship between hope and fear i guess that the death of christ blurs the lines there isn't it because that was the ultimate realization of fear for his disciples that he was taken away from you from them and that was the worst thing imaginable that um it, it would have felt like failure like everything had fallen apart and yet God turns their fear into new hope, doesn't he? So their that relationship of them being opposites is kind of meshed together where actually hope and fear it's all I don't know, it's all good when God's got a hand on it. As a Desmond Tutu quotes, uh, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all the darkness. Mm. And I guess as we we recognise that as Jesus was born into that circumstance, that society, there was darkness still surrounded and there was that hope but then obviously as we come to the death of Jesus and the darkness which surrounds that there's still that hope which we know is when when Jesus rose again but within that Mm. hope is that thing that drives us forward and just keeps us going getting up another day and just seeking something more than what we've got it's such like in itself hope such a powerful thing as well if you think about uh, people who are really uh, imprisoned or really struggling like hopes the, th- the whenever you see an interview with someone afterwards hopes always the thing that keeps them going i just hope for the next day i just hope that one day it end or i just hope that I-, I might get out of this situation uh, and that is can literally be the difference between life and death for some people between giving up and not is that so it's not it's not like a just an insignificant or just like a whimsical term that you can chuck out like it's such a powerful thing hope isn't it mm. Yeah, I think I think we've linked it with faith before. I think we've had that topic on um, 
on the podcast as well. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of signposting back to previous episodes <laughs> in this uh, Love it. in this one. But um I think yeah, the the link between people generally making the biggest steps in their faith throughout their life tends to come from the dark points and the, the low points when people really discover what Jesus is in those in those dark times when mm. when hope and fear meet each other. And then Jesus is right in the center of that, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, there's that that great verse from Hebrews 11 where it says, uh, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It's the evidence of things we cannot see, Um, which we could spend another hour figuring out what that means in itself. But um, that that link between faith and hope, like you say, is, yeah, it's pretty evident throughout the Bible and and in life. (laughs) Well, I guess that's a good time for me to move to my question. Um, So... Um, when you when you asked Ed where do you see hope in the Christmas story, my my mind goes to Mary mm. um, and her amazing decision to to just trust God when the angel appears. Um, and whether you put that down to faith or hope, like I said, that's a different that's a different episode. Um, but I I see Mary hoping in a desperate time for God to to influence her life in the best way. Um, so I guess I just want to. I guess hear your thoughts about about Mary's decisions and how she put a, puts her a hope in in God in those times. It's interesting, isn't it? Because she finds herself in a very vulnerable position, or potentially within within life, that such vulnerability in terms of how things could pan out and how her reality could go disastrously wrong, and yet there's something within it. I guess it's that hope, isn't it? There's that hope within her that actually this is the right decision. I And it's that comes to trust, isn't it? It's trusting in the hope that God gives her and the and the obedience that 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 follows through. And in terms of that seed or knowing what could become of her, what could become of this future that is promised to her. And thinking that, yeah, this is more than I could ever imagine. This is more than I could do in my, by myself. And actually, I'm going to hold on to that hope rather than run away. Yeah, I think just something's friends of mine when you're talking in Claire about that hope always has a, a foundation of something, doesn't it? And But it doesn't really matter what the percentages are. Like the, the chances, it doesn't really matter that it's completely irrelevant that just that's the one percent less than half of one percent is enough and i guess that foundation for for mary was the trust that what she was experiencing was real and and true and i I suppose she did have a choice but but um she chose to you know to to follow through with that hope and that trust i guess having that foundation the foundation of trust for hope helps because it's difficult to try and explain that yeah if you if you're already trusting you've got a sort of like a solid foundation to build that hope upon haven't you um but as i say that doesn't really matter how small that trust is or becomes or it, it can grow it can diminish but as long as there's something there that that yeah hope doesn't really you don't really give out on that um it just yeah it kind of springs to mind when you're saying about um yeah, the, just sort of the trust element of of her story, and it's massive as well. Like it, it, the, the name Mary, particularly for 
um, different churches and things. You look at the Catholic Church, they sort of hold Mary in a, in a slightly different regard to um, the Evangelical Church or Baptist Church or whichever, you know, whichever denominations. But it's um, she's a, such a huge character in the story of the Christian message or in, in Christianity. So I think sometimes it, it is overlooked. Or some, well, it depends on which way you look at it, but I think she is overlooked in that those just really human decisions that she's had to make. You know, it's like saying, well, you know, I'm going to give birth to the Son of God, crack on kind of thing, but it, it's not quite as easy as that. I mean, if someone said that to, to you, Claire, or Sophie, you know, what 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 comes to that, you know? Like, because it's exactly that, isn't it? Like, that's, that's the reality that we're looking at, is that was what she was told, and that was it, so... And the word that springs to mind there is trauma. Um, I think it would be quite a traumatising experience, particularly in her uh, her position there as a virgin woman. Well, well, how can this be? But I love that in, in the wording in Luke, Gabriel grounds it in something that's really real for her, which is um, Elizabeth, um, who's not been able to conceive and yet now is in her sixth month of pregnancy and, and yeah. that coming really to fruition and saying God's word will never fail. And in that grounding, she just says... And the Lord's servant may or will be fulfilled. And it's like, wow, I can't imagine. I mean, that must be such a huge thing anyway to hear that uh, it says relative in, in my translation. I'm not quite sure what relative that is um, to her. But um, to to hear that someone who, you know, she's in her old age, she struggled for so long um, with something that in, in that culture, um, I think they considered it to be, um, I don't know what the terminology is, but like a, um, a dishonouring of by, by God that God, God has not blessed them because they are not blessed by God, um, and yet in her old age she's she's preparing to give birth. She's right heading into what I think is potentially the third trimester, but I've never been pregnant, so I don't really know what point you are at six months. But you're getting towards that last stage, and because um, Elizabeth's I think been in isolation during a lot of that time, it's kind of being kept protected in secret until it's it's safe until it's looking like it's it's coming to pass um, in its most full way um and at that point she says right okay well if, that, if you've managed to do that for Elizabeth if if that's been your word to her and that's coming true wow that's you're gonna do this for me and then she goes and sees Elizabeth and and works some of that out with her as well that's really uh, you make a really good point there Sophie in terms of how as we see hope in other people and as we see things at God's faithfulness in other people's lives, then we are more hopeful within that. And it's through experiencing God's promises fulfilled that we too have, can hold on to that hope and know that actually that hope is not something, not wishful thinking, but actually it is realised. Hmm. I think that might be a good point to jump into the next question. Um, Sophie, I think you have got our third and final question for this episode. Oh, and um, so my question um, was not so much about uh, why we have a, a hope in God, um, but why did God decide to put his hope in us as a human race? Um, I mean, he's God, he's the almighty, the alpha, the omega, whatever. He's incredible. He could have chosen to do absolutely anything. I mean, he could have like beam me up Scotty version of Jesus and just sent him in as an adult do a bit of ministry, do a bit of a thing and, and beam him up again before anything happened. But just working out the intricacies of, of being birthed by a human 
being raised by humans, surrounding yourself in that community while you work through that ministry, and then ultimately um, your death being caused by other humans. Um, you could say that God has kind of misplaced his hope in us in that, that so traumatic, and yet it's the ultimate hope, all of it, in that story. Um, but why, why did he bother? Why, why did he decide to do it the way that he did? And that's a, that's a powerful question because, like, looking onto the way we live now, and we've talked about mission and how we engage in that in our on this podcast before, and that idea of God continually wanting us to participate in His work in the world. That yeah, why 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 does He choose to put hope in what in, in what we can do in, as well? And or um, yeah, that. That is huge, isn't it? That God. I guess my my answer there is that is relationship, and we spoke um, on the Trinity podcast, a Trinity episode about um, community and about how God is uh, in His very nature in community with Himself, and He wants to live in community with us, and He wants us to be in community with each other, and therefore that hope is that we will be with Him, that we will um, choose to engage in community with Him, and. Um, join in in life in all its fullness yeah i think it is it's really important that um jesus comes as a human um or as part human i'm gonna get back to that again if i <laughs> fully if I human carry on so i'm just gonna gone. power through that bit um <laughs> because i think it, it's it's he's the perfect example of how to live and um i think it's a lot easier to put your hope in something that's relatable um so to see to see him grow up and uh, and as he's growing up and as a, as he's an adult to see those human elements of his nature sort of lived out in a in a human way but in the most godly way possible at the same time is a a sign of hope that we can reflect that maybe not get to the lofty heights of Jesus but um, certainly be a reflection of that in the world and that that gives me hope to think that I could be Jesus to someone else. What really inspires me about many of the, well, all of the Bible characters other than Jesus is their humanity and their weaknesses and their failures. And you see consistently throughout scripture how people really messed up and really got it wrong and really weren't good enough. And yet God still used them. And that gives me hope in terms of where I'm at and the times I mess up and the weaknesses I have. Despite all this, God can use us and we don't understand why. And there are times where we despair over that. but actually we see within those pages of the Bible and we see ca uh, characters throughout history who God has used. And it talks about using our weaknesses, doesn't it? His, his strength is perfect. His grace is enough for us. And that, yeah, that really gives hope that whatever we give, God can take and God can multiply and use. I did a little bit of research into this question, just in, in preparation for my own head about why, why, why did it matter? Why, why, why was it important? Um, and yet you, you see such careful fingerprints over the way in which Jesus was embedded into our culture, our society and, and the way that he was given to us as a, as a baby boy. Um, I found an article um, from Christianity Today, um, which was written by a lady called uh, Dr. Lynn Kohik, who is a scholar, I think. Um, and she wrote, because I always had in my head, having not really looked into this and just kind of taken face value, perhaps some things that other people had said, um, that, you know, obviously Mary being um, a virgin and it could have been quite looked down upon or it could have been quite a messy situation. And 
and yeah it could be um, but in the article, uh, Lynn explains that actually, um, from some later kind of rabbinical writings, um, there's evidence that really, because she was betrothed to Joseph at the time, um, if for whatever reason, um, you know, she had had sexual relations with her husband to be in the run up to that wedding, it actually wouldn't have been seen as a, a you know culturally immoral or, a, or an issue um, under that culture. And I just think, well, well you know you hear the, the uh, people say oh you know maybe maybe it wasn't that and it wasn't really an immaculate conception because you know god uses people with with flaws as well and maybe that's just where he's come from and maybe it's all just a bit made up and it's all a bit rubbish but she had no reason to lie and as much as I don't want to wrap my head around how on earth that could possibly happen because I think I'll tie myself up in more knots than I could ever even begin to start re-undoing um the hope in that God placing his hope in that couple that kind of protected in that they wouldn't have been completely shunned by the communities um, for, for uh, Mary conceiving prior to their wedding, but also still incredible. It's it's not just someone else's child. It's not just another um, woman becoming pregnant and claiming it to be something more than, than she is. It's it's just hope in its purest form in a baby boy who couldn't have come from anywhere else. Yeah, massive. I think when you look at it as well, look at the story, like Joseph's on his way out. Like he's he's like, I'm going to just, you know, I'll not cause a scene in the choir and I'll, you know, so so that ties up. Like there's no reason to do that if, you know, if it's um, if it's just another normal baby. Um, so it does, it, it does stack up, doesn't it? Um it's, yeah, there's all sorts of, you know, just having a quick look at the Christmas story. I always like to look at different views um, from people who maybe are, are Christian or people who hate Christianity on different religions, just to see, you know, what's what's being said. And you see all of that represented, you know, it's just another kid and, you know, he's just kind of the guy who put it out. Some, some of the guys that are in a podcast that I listen to who are, all of them are Christians, all agree that they're not sure that Jesus was the son of God. He was just it, this, he was just a guy who kind of figured it out. Um, but that, that for me, doesn't, it just doesn't add up. I, and I like to challenge, uh, particularly more so recently, I really like to challenge my own views and, and things that I've just accepted on face value. But, f- but for me, that it, it just, it just doesn't make, I can't separate my experience of, and and reading um scripture and and those two things combined i can't separate anything out other than jesus was the son of god um i don't yeah i don't really subscribe to to anything else but it's interesting to see what other people say and and I, if you were to squeeze me on that a lot of that would would be on my own experience which is difficult to try and um sort of convey in a in a conversation um particularly with people who are, you know, are of the opposite viewpoint, but, um, but yeah, that's that. I don't know if that adds up for you guys as well. I don't know if you've seen anything else that, uh, or researched anything, any other ideas around, um, the birth of Jesus, but uh, I've, I've, I've read them and I just, I'm just not having it. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. And I, you know, you read some of those things and you kind of hear people talking about, um, them believing it wasn't an immaculate conception, maybe God's just adopted this this person or whatever other theory, and yeah. 
there is a part of me, and I'm not sure whether it's just the tradition I was brought up with or the faith that I inherited that just leads me to think, no, actually, I, I do just believe that he is the son of God. And, you know, I do think the Bible, you know, that's what the Bible says in from what from what I've read in my interpretation, I guess. There's always room for other interpretations <laughs> in there. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think that some things just feel true. And from experience, that, that yeah. is confirmed. But then, you know if someone else says, well, it doesn't feel true to me and my experience has led to something else, I'd have to go, yeah, fine, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it, okay. to me, in some senses, whether, you know, some some of those topics are fall under that category of, I don't know how high stakes they are. Um, and, you know, I'm willing, I, I'm, I'm willing to just say, you know what, this is what I believe potentially, but, I, I, it doesn't affect that I'm called to love people. Doesn't uh, affect that I'm called to love God or um, that, or actually how I live out my faith. So, as as much as I love like diving in and wrangling with ideas and getting all wrapped up and confused, um, is it gonna you know bother me on a day to day? Probably not. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I think I can subscribe to that. Uh, in a huge part it's not, not the first thing we've agreed on it but um <laughs> i think yeah i think that the the crux of it is it, it doesn't it doesn't change anything although actually i don't know i, I don't know i've said that and that don't feel right i don't feel comfortable saying that i think it does change things i think it does change things because i think tying back to, to sophie's question that that kind that's that's god's hope in us like that's that's him putting his money where his mouth is, you know, that, and, that, and the proof of that uh, in a in a really physical form. So I think I think it does change things. I, I think for me, from my from my personal point of view, I think that's that's it's not the the massively biggest foundation to my faith, but I think it I think it does form an important part because that's that as I say, that's God kind of backing himself and saying. I mean what I say about you guys. Something that I read when I was um, doing a little bit of research on that question was um, that it shows the difference in Jesus being fully human, but still in the purest form. Um, I'm kind of similar. I'm sort of in between both of you. I kind of flip between the, I'm not sure if it's high stakes or not. Um, And when Ed was saying it, I was thinking the same thing. And then, when he finished, I was back at, actually, I'm not sure. I can't work it out if it is high stakes or not. Um, and I think that, I think there are higher stakes parts of even the, the, the Christmas story and that how Jesus was, was born and lived and, and brought up to, to be the perfect embodiment of God in human form, regardless of, <laughs> to a certain extent, regardless of where he came from, but it is to a certain extent. And I'm still, wrestling with that in my head right now um but i think um i think that the most important part is that he is as close to god as yeah. as we can get i think if you're going to start arguing over the um the facts in the christmas story that's not the one to go for is it let's be honest <laughs> if, we, if we're going to look at the traditions that we believe in i mean there's so much more than just you know was jesus son of god like let's, let's start 
let's start at the beginning you know so <laughs> so maybe maybe there's this middle ground for us there Ed, where it is and it isn't i think it's yeah somewhere in there there's um there's yeah a, a common ground and it's that in terms of talks about jesus emmanuel god with us and if we believe those words that jesus emmanuel god with us now whatever however difficult it is to understand uh in terms of that humanity and that god together in jesus jesus is god with us then but then still god with us now which then opens a whole yeah. new <laughs> <laughs> it, it is an amazing story and it's it really shows like sophie says that god is choosing to put his hope in us and that's born out of the full extent of his love for us and um that is actually the topic we're going to be talking about next week um which is love and uh, so that's all we've got time for on the hope episode and i hope you've enjoyed it if you would like to share your thoughts in the listener group we'd really appreciate it. um and maybe answer the question for yourself where do you see hope in the christmas story but until next week we hope uh, yeah we hope you have a good a good week and we shall see you then goodbye Bye. Bye.